Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 22. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike Banana Funtime Lopez. Man, bananas are great. <laughs> and wow. David, rich and famous, Tate. <laughs> if only that were true. If only. Well, because you're working with the uh, the Daredevil company, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm freelancing at uh, Shade VFX right now, and they just uh, got nominated for an Emmy, so that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, they just made Daredevil for Netflix, and they're probably making some more Daredevil. That's that's my theory. Yeah, they probably will be. I don't know. <laughs> so, also joining us is OG super best friend Eric, says the word warm like an Irishman, Kruger. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> here, let's, let's Everyone let the folks it. at home hear how he says it. How was warm? the weather today? It was uh, kind of chilly. <laughs> that doesn't work at all. It was not warm, though. <laughs> it's there a, it was. It's, a, it's American, 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 Irish, American, American, American. You know, <laughs> Canadian. There's a lot of Canadian. Oh, there's you know a lot of Canadian. Is that it's Frank Sinatra Canadian, actually? <laughs> Frank Sinatra says "warm" that way too. Actually, yeah, he, he knows what's up. Warm. So, so and he's I, from New Jersey. It's the age-old controversy. We can all be is it is it arm with a W on the beginning, or is it war with an M on the end? It's war with an M. At the yeah. End. That's what yeah. I say. Warm. What What is that good for? No, it's arm with a W. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Oh, it's a bit warm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it better. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, uh, good sir. Of Eric course. is our longtime pal and a web designer of legend. Uh, yes. So his web design skills are legendary. Also, his coding and there's it's more there's more to it than than design, right, Eric? It's a lot that goes into it. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. I imagine mm-hmm. the BSTs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table with one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you guys playing, Eric? Why don't you go first? Uh, all right. Well, I am currently still playing through Batman. Um, probably about halfway or so, I think. Batman. Um, <laughs> enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I did notice, though, I don't know if it was like took a break of about a week and then jumped back in, and I think I hit a difficulty spike at the exact same time, because I'm having a really hard time being the bat now, and I'm more just oh, getting my, my butt kicked, but uh, oh. it's still fun. Yeah. Um, also playing a lot of Hearthstone. How, how far are you, in? Uh, if, if you don't mind my asking? Oh. Well, I asked David, because he has beat it, and I think I'm about halfway or so. It says 50% on the, the thing, but that's also like, I'm never going to get all those... Uh, trophies i'm assuming and that's so. including your side quests so right yeah so um, you're probably three-fourths yeah actually. probably three-fourths on the story once i beat the story that'll probably be it for me then i'll watch the super secret ending on youtube and be done with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i did actually um, guys. <laughs> i just don't have the time who has the time yeah well, mike does <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you gotta make time <laughs> been playing a lot of hearthstone they've started the tavern brawl thing recently which has been so great it's like uh just kind of um, little one-off games where you either make a deck or they have like pre-made decks and you just jump in and play some random wacky games and an easy way to get your uh, daily quests too. Uh, it's really fun. 
and I finally started playing through some of the single player stuff and got unlocked a bunch of the um, Narax, Naraxmus, Naraxus cards and very cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know and, what any that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Eric, um, so you said uh, that the tavern brawl thing—it's a good way to like because it's a lot of times in Hearthstone, if you just started playing, you feel like you just can't win because you don't have the good, the best cards, right? Yeah, and tavern brawl kind of gets around all of that. Yeah, well, that's what I really like, the pre-made deck ones, because a lot of the the part that I have trouble with is I feel like I'm always going to be inadequate with my card collection or my deck creation skills. So it's with uh, the brawls that are pre-made, you just like kind of jump right in, and the deck's already there for you, which I think they're going every other brawl. They're doing one that's a, a constructed deck, one that's a pre-made deck. But you oh, okay. just jump in with a deck that's already there. Like, the first one was my absolute favorite, where you had like two kind of super overpowered characters with tons of health, and crazy amount of legendaries, and you're just like crazy, like blasting each other back and forth with all sort of like crazy moves. And it was very different <laughs> from the normal Hearthstone, where it's like the slow progression of like, do I do this, do I do that? And this is like just kind of super legendaries you drop down that like blast all sorts of stuff. It was really fun. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, but they, yeah, they've done a good job of kind of mixing it up every time. And there's like a big announcement tomorrow and another brawl that's dropping tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited about that. Or I guess uh, two days ago. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm That's really. Right. Ex- uh, future You're always getting your dates wrong, Eric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're in a different time zone. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, different. yeah. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I just last night picked up the or I pre-ordered the uh, Legacy of the Void StarCraft II expansion oh, because yes. they have some um, pre uh, prequel uh, prelude missions that you can start playing. Um, yeah, it's a prelude to the campa- to the main campaign right. that comes out in right. what, the fall or something. Yeah, it connects the story. Well, it's still it's 2015, 16 winter is the Oh, they still don't have yeah. a date, huh? Yeah, but it connects wow. the story from the last one to this one, and it's cool to see the story kind of starting to wrap up. I think they're going to um, yeah, continue like with the whole story of Kerrigan and the uh, Zelnaga and everything. And, um, and also you unlock a, a card back for Hearthstone and a mount for Heroes of the Storm, so... That ex- that interests me greatly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I knew I was going to buy it eventually. So I was like, "Well, I'll just pre-order it now and then get all these goodies." Yeah, so, right. Yeah. You said so many <laughs> words. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm right there with you. I'm like, Which word was it? Zelnaga. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot of nerdy words. Kerrigan, in there, perhaps. But they it sounds fun though. Yeah, like they sound like fun nerdy words. Yeah, they're, they're fun words to say. So I, I approve. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, David? I have been playing well, uh, as Eric alluded to earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I beat Batman, so I was the Batman, and you I'm no was, longer the Batman. <laughs> you was, <laughs> you was, you was um, the Batman. I am ready to give it a review. I know Adam, you rated it on Twitter the other day. Yes, um, I did. I, you know, you know, you gave it four out of five burritos. Uh, I think I gave it four and a half out of five. A four and a half out of yeah. five burritos. Yes. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give it five out of five entire pizzas. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Which is my rating scale. Whoa. That's yeah. like more than the turtles even eat. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I loved every second of it. I don't know what the what dinged your point five there. Um, I'll, and I I'll would, tell you. I'd love to hear it, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you. Okay, okay, so I I loved it like crazy. Okay, I loved that mm-hmm. game. Um, I finished it as well. I, I basically 100%ed everything in the game except for I just couldn't bring myself to do the Riddler trophies. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I tr- I, I'm halfway through the Riddler trophies, but I don't know if I'm going to 
get any further than that. I well, maybe if I was doing them organically, like oh, I'm gonna go do some Riddler trophies for like an hour or two, and then I go back to story stuff. But now that everything cool is done, and all that's left is the are these dumb Riddler trophies. I'm like, yeah, I'm <laughs> never gonna do them. But um, that's not. I wasn't that surprised by that because I didn't. I didn't bother to get the Riddler trophies in uh, Arkham Asylum or Arkham City. Although there's half of them in this game that there were in the last game, so oh, it's not really? as unobtainable. Yeah, there there were like four hundred or something in oh Arkham gosh. City. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I was thinking if there were like fifty or seventy five, yeah. I might do it. <laughs> what wasn't it infamous that had? Didn't infamous have like a hundred or something? Oh, uh, the shards? Blast shards? Yeah, the shards. Oh, no, I, I, I got all the blast of shards. Yeah, yeah, I, I got that. all of those. So I think it only had like 100 or something. Yeah, I don't think there were all that many because I, I remember getting all of those too. So, But those um, showed up on your on your radar too, so it was easier to... Like, yeah. Uh, the Riddler trophies, to be fair, they do show up if you like bother to go and find all the informants. You can actually get most of them added to your map. I don't know if it shows the ones in like the boss areas, but, right. um, but it shows all the ones like around... Just Arkham, uh, not Arkham City, Gotham City. Yeah. Well, one so. thing that I found confusing about the the Riddler puzzles, though, is you'll encounter upon them naturally and be like, "Oh, I'll solve this while I'm here." But mm-hmm. then it, it has like the question of like, "Is there a gadget I don't have yet that I need yeah. to do this?" Because a lot of them are like remote, electric, something generator, and it's like I don't think I have that. So yeah. I'm just gonna leave. You don't it. get that one until super late. But so. those those are scattered throughout the game, though. Yeah. So it's like they're and really expecting you to backtrack on that. Yeah, yeah. That's that that is kind of annoying. You're right. Like they should have just made them doable at the point that you are when you get to that area. In my humble opinion. Yeah, but, I, I agree. But I, that doesn't bother me enough to ding at point five. So getting back to Adam's review. Okay. Yeah. So so basically, <laughs> the only reason it didn't get five out of five because it was I loved that game like crazy. I think Rocksteady did an amazing job wrapping everything up. Um, the graphics were unbelievable. The gameplay is still like wonderful Batman game. You know, it's, it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the only thing for me, and I don't know why, but I was telling Mike a little bit about this. Like, um, I think since you're fighting like the Arkham Knights forces a lot and they're like these mercenary dudes or like militia guys, you know, it almost felt more like I was playing an infamous game when I, like with the enemies, like I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that, like... You don't feel like you were um, fighting kind of like the classic goons? Yeah, yeah, like, like you know, when you're fighting Joker's goons, they're all painted up like clowns, and, like, yeah. you're fighting Two-Face's goons, and, you know, like, I don't know, there's something that feels very Batman about that, and when I'm fighting these guys, they're kind of just, like, throwaway generic-type militia enemies to me. Like, huh. so, even though the gameplay is the same, like, the way you fight them, like, sort for, of. The, for the most part, like, you're you're still fighting these enemies that felt, like, less cool to me. But there's... You know what's funny? Hey, really quick, what's funny about that is that um, I could always tell when they were Arkham Knight, quote-unquote, goons, yeah. because they are better trained than all of the rest of them. They were always the hardest to like sneak around and, oh um, yeah, you know, like like I I like, like my doing one the of my, outposts and stuff. Yeah, one of my favorite things is like hiding in the you know in the grates underneath people mm-hmm. and like they would <laughs> actively check under there. Oh like, yeah, if, if it was Arkham Knights guys. Yeah, and he um, would be radioing to them like, yeah. hey, check those grates. <laughs> yeah, totally exactly. under there. And they would like yeah. blow find up the vantage the points. Find the vantage points. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, he's, so that, he's telling them all your tricks. Yeah. So I actually liked them because of that. Like it was a fun extra challenge. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and 
I don't know. There was just something that felt less Batman about those enemies, and you're finding them a lot. And then the other thing, and this is kind of, I'll, I'll say this without getting spoilery at all, because um, I know, Mike, you haven't played yeah, it. Yeah, I still haven't played Eric, it. <laughs> Eric, you're halfway through or whatever. I've not but, beat it, yeah. Yeah, um, was that the, the um, I started to realize why people had like complained a little bit about the Bat Tank. Now I loved I loved that thing like it was really fun, uh-huh. and then at a certain point in the game I started to kind of um, resent it because it was so heavy. Like I you had to use it so much that last like quarter of the game, huh. um, mm. and I was just like I I don't I I want to play Batman. I don't know I, like I don't know I I started to feel like a little bit like I'd rather be flying around and beating dudes up and being a detective and doing those cool things rather than. Um, driving this tank, even though the tank handled great and those parts were really fun and like it got really crazy toward the end with the tank. Yeah. Um, I still, I still, I, you know, I, so that was something that after a while there's, there comes a point, you know, like I said, without getting spoilery, there comes a point where you think that you're not going to be using the tank anymore for mm-hmm. one reason or another. And then, nope. You get two again. <laughs> so, so like, like, all right, well, because, and I didn't realize, I didn't even admit it to myself that I was getting tired of the tank until that happened. And I was like, oh, good, no more tank. And then I was like, oh, oh, I just saw like my own true colors there. But um, wow. yeah, so Interesting. After, after a while, I got tired of the tank. And then like the enemies, like I said, I'd rather be facing off with Joker's goons and, and that kind of thing. But all that said, all like the psychological stuff in this game. Oh, that was so great. Oh my yeah. gosh, so cool. And then just um, you know, I loved I was telling Mike, like I've is so satisfying when you take down a bad guy or whatever and you throw him in the back of the Batmobile. I'm driving you to to jail personally. <laughs> yes. Like I don't know why that's so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, that was take, great. I'm gonna drop you off right at the jail, you know? <laughs> like, that's pretty great. Um, um Yeah, I, I actually uh I really enjoyed the um Oh shoot. Um oh like I so I tweeted um about a couple weeks ago when I first started playing they should have named it Batman colon jump scare because <laughs> be, because of the, I don't want to spoil anything anything but because of the nature of uh uh yes Batman yeah. and the Joker and all that stuff um there are just so there's so many times where I just turn around and all of a sudden all of a sudden there was something there that was not there a second ago <laughs> and i just every i jumped almost every time yeah, yeah and for for people who have finished the the story um the end like 15 minutes of that game is some of the best like designed gameplay yes. and and just yeah. atmospheric storytelling that i've ever seen in a game like it was up there with bioshock 1 it's up yeah. there with like um, I'd say Infinite too, probably. Yeah, Infinite yeah, I mean, had a really good ending. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. there's some amazing stuff that happens toward the end, and yeah, like, it's just I'm excited for you guys to finish it. Yeah, I'm really excited too. Too, I keep like I want to get to the end now. I'm having a lot of fun with it, but also at the same time, I'm like I want to just like finish the story part of this. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I like I said, um, I did everything but the Riddler trophies. I beat you know the regular story, and then I was like, all right, hopping on YouTube. I'm gonna yeah. watch like the <laughs> the final ending, the hundred percent. And there's ending. a lot. Like it's a very substantially different <laughs> ending. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> Bunch of quitters. <laughs> I just, and you know when it first when I. First first like basically had the opportunity to start hunting the riddler trophies right you know after i beaten the the story i was like you know 
I might do this. And then I looked at the map. I was like, nah, (laughs) I just got that. Like, like you just started an Assassin's Creed game kind of feeling. And you you look at the map and you're like, oh my gosh, there's an unbelievable (laughs) amount of junk here. Man, we can start playing the Witcher. You want to talk about overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, that's part of my motivation too, is I have the Witcher to get back to. Cause I'm only probably about like a quarter at most of the way through that. And I want, I'm excited to get back to the Witcher. So I want to play that, and I want to finish all these before Metal Gear Solid comes out in September, too. So I Yeah. Gotta... <laughs> Mike, you've been playing The Witcher, right? I sure have. A whole bunch. I uh, It took me a while, but I finally found where you can actually uh, check your playtime for that game. Oh. <laughs> it's, oh it's, how do you do that? Uh, oddly enough, you have to use the touchpad to go into the menu, uh, and then go into your inventory where you equip you know, your weapons, mm-hmm. and then tap R2 in that menu to get your player stats. Makes perfect sense. Ooh. It doesn't at right. all. <laughs> <laughs> but while you're looking at your player stats, um, you can see how long you've been playing the game. Okay, cool. I'm floating around six days, ten hours. Is that- what? Wait, you've played The Witcher like 3 for six days? Hours? Yeah. <laughs> now, I heard, though, that the and before such and such a patch applied, it yes. was actually continuing to track your playtime while it was in rest Yeah, mode. and oh, I, okay. usually close the, I usually close the game out, but on weekends, I usually leave it running. So I'd say at least two of those days were probably just rest mode. <laughs> oh, man. So, so it's really, really only like, like 96 hours Yeah, I've only played it for like 100 something hours. <laughs> uh, and how far are you through the game? I feel like I'm at the end. I could probably beat that game oh, okay. just about any time now. Um, okay, but I got That's I got awesome. things I want to do first. And <laughs> yeah, you got to play more Gwent. <sighs> you got, you got yeah. things to witch. So <laughs> here's the thing: I'm playing a lot of Witcher, and I know a lot of people are like, "So Mike, you're you're gonna platinum the Witcher, right?" <laughs> mm, I don't know. <gasps> I don't know. And oh man, here's, Mike, what has become of you? Here's what thing. has become of you? <laughs> I don't even know you anymore, man. I looked through the Witcher trophies. I've already got a bunch of them, and I could. Realistically, I, I would need to play the game over again on the hardest difficulty to oh, to platinum. Not mm. a problem. I would probably end up doing that anyway. Oh my god! Here's the big problem with the Witcher trophies. They and and Eric, you know from playing The Witcher, yes, they really, really want you to play Gwent, like oh, yeah. really <laughs> bad. Like at any point, you're going to meet somebody. Like you're you're meeting a king, and he's like, "I got this important thing. The entire country is going to fall into ruin." But you want to play cards, maybe. Maybe we can play cards. <laughs> like, I could play some cards. <laughs> it just wants you to play Gwent all the time. And so there's there's a whole set of trophies that are like collect every special Gwent card in the game. Oh, and wow. Oh, jeez. Like beat the big Gwent tournament. Like I don't want to play. Like when I load the Witcher up and I have all these cool Witcher <laughs> contracts and monsters to fight, that's the stuff I want to do. Yeah. Not sit at a table and play cards against the local innkeeper. Yeah, I, I just saw a, a post on Kotaku earlier today, and they were talking about how um, his first playthrough, uh, he totally ignored Gwent. The second playthrough, he was like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot. Because apparently there's a bunch of side quests, or maybe not a bunch, but there no, are certain there, there are certain bunch. side quests that depend on you having played a certain amount of Gwent yep. or, <laughs> or playing someone at Gwent, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah, so if you don't do it, you don't get to do certain things. And so, yep. he, but he said, actually, when he got over that initial hump of like the tutorial and not really liking it at first, he, he started to really like it and he has got a bunch of strategies on there so yeah Mike, it's not even check so it out. much not liking it like i i tried playing the gwent thing and it, i played it a couple of times like cool i get it i understand what it is it's actually kind of fun 
Mm-hmm. But whenever I load the Witcher up, that's not what I want to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. if they had given to, to if they had given to that uh, to me like a side app, like, oh hey, by the way, oh, yeah. here's the Gwent app for Android and iOS. Yeah, I and love that kind of stuff. Actually, if you beat, yeah. every time you meet a character, you know, sync it with your game, and now you can fight those people, you know, in Gwent. And if you win, you unlock things for your PS4 game. I, I don't care. That, how they do yeah, it, but that would be awesome because yeah, remember, be really remember cool. with Assassin's Creed Four, like that, yeah. um, the ship management app. You know, you could play like the ship mini game and manage your fleet. Yeah, it was fun, and I that was it. so much better. Like I would just do that on my commute, and I'd come home and I'd have all this loot in my purse. You know, <laughs> and in my in my treasure chest. I guess pirates don't have purses, do they? I don't know. Maybe um, coin uh, maybe purses. They, uh, purses. Maybe but they where, do. Where have do they purses. keep their loose coins? I mean, in their little purse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like pirate carryalls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I love that kind of stuff. That's like exactly what I was wishing for when I played Nino Kuni. Like, I wish there was a companion app that had the Wizard's Handbook or whatever in it, um, so I could read it. But I don't have to sit there when I have like coveted game time in front of the tv i don't want to hmm. sit there and read the wizard's handbook in the game i want to play the oh, game Oh man you know yeah i feel that way about um uh destiny actually uh, yeah oh actually i feel the opposite about destiny i wish yeah destiny sometimes i wish i could game. read <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah uh i wish i could read some of the because there are like most of the story of destiny was locked away in grimoire cards and mm-hmm. um and you could read them on your phone which is which was great but you I could did that not a bit you could not read them on your t- on your TV. Like if you were just sitting there and you picked up a grimoire card, you'd have to like go over, reach over, pick up your phone and read it if you wanted to see what it said right then. Yeah, so, I would. So I weird. think I would have liked it a lot better if they told the story like through storytelling, yeah. like film style storytelling. You know, <laughs> I, I think that there is a podcast or something that is like going through and dramatizing all of the grimoire cards, which is <laughs> fascinating. That's pretty amazing. I, I haven't listened to it, but <laughs> Destiny, uh, you got to hand it to Bungie though. They created a world that so many people want to get into regularly. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah. even though I, I didn't fall in love with it the way a lot of people did. Um, yeah. I mean, it's people, millions of people are still playing destiny every day. So yeah, I love the, the world itself has so much potential and that's, you know, that's a really important thing. Like, yeah. you know, you, you feel that same way with the star Wars universe. There's so much potential, the mass for you, Mike, the mass effect universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's so much, like there's so many th- ways they could take the next story, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's awesome about it. Oh yeah. Speaking um, of mass effect that that's a game that mass effect three did the, put the codex in the, uh, in an in app. So yeah, it yeah, was in the app cool. and it was in, on the TV and that was like the perfect. Blend. Yeah. That yeah, was a good way to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So besides, besides the old Witcher, I had to take a break cause I got trophies to earn. I can't just mm-hmm. not earn a bunch of trophies. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I played super exploding Zeus and more platinum that game. Nice. Really fun actually. And, you can cheat at getting the platinum if you guys want to hunt that one out, since it's a free game anyway. Uh, you actually don't have to beat all the levels. You just have to beat most of the levels. But like, there's plenty of levels you can skip. It lets you pick any level you want. You only have to beat certain ones that have challenges to get those trophies. And, That's cool. Uh, there are three or four trophies, I believe, that are um, they're multiplayer only, which I always hate when they do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you own a Vita, you can load Super Exploding Zoo on your Vita and then host a game, join it with your Vita, and then use that <laughs> method too. Right. Yeah, so it's the wow. tricksy multiplayer way when you, you really don't want to be online. Yeah, so <laughs> so part of that platinum belongs to Megan. She was she totally helped me out by by playing oh, the cool. Vita for me. Aww. And then whenever I have free time, I'm back on the Persona Four Golden Kick. I am I'm going for the platinum. Oh my gosh! 
<laughs> Platinum on Persona 4. That's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I started pondering your commitment to platinum in games. Mm. And mm. I, I, I wonder, this is something that just struck me. I wonder, does it have anything to do with, do you feel like if you don't platinum a game, you don't get your money's worth? No, it actually it? has nothing to do with that. Oh. So okay, I only there goes go, that theory. I only go for platinums <laughs> for really good games, first of all. In general. Mike, I'm trying to help you f- sound more sane. No, no, I, no. Here's, <laughs> here's the part that makes it the most insane. The way this whole problem started, the backstory to me platinuming games, uh-huh. was that anyone I was friends with on, on PlayStation Network, occasionally I would peek through my trophies, and I would compare uh-huh. trophies, and I'd be like, oh, Adam's got like one more trophy than me in Uncharted. <laughs> so oh, no. me being internally competitive, like, well, if... There's a, I, there's a couple of trophies that are easy to get. I'm going to hop on a charter and grab like two trophies <laughs> and then oh I'll be winning in this competition that he's not aware he's in. <laughs> <laughs> and as I started doing that through more of my games, like, oh well, man, John's got these trophies and David has these trophies. Like, the only way for me to be absolutely certain I'm going to win is to platinum these games. <laughs> so you've checked my trophies before? I have checked your trophies I feel before. violated. Oh, David, you are losing so hard. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> your trophies are just I feel hanging like out you... there. Anyone can see it. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like my privacy has been invaded. Here's the thing. I want to oh, say that on the PlayStation 4, you can hide your trophies if you want to. Oh. So, oh that's my. on you. I, I probably shouldn't do that, though. It would rob you of some joy. It, it definitely would. would. <laughs> I, would I would be happy to hear of that. He's, he's, he's just kicking your butt right now. You didn't even know. So there's I, no there's no sane well, explanation knew, for it. Don't, yeah, don't do it. I was just trying to help you out, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was very, very uh, super best friendly of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys want to hop into the news? I think we should. Oh, I really do think that we should. All right, this one, <laughs> this one, I just tweeted out because, it, and we're recording this on Tuesday. We're recording yeah, a little super early, super extra week. early. So almost so a none week of the news advance. that we talk about is going to make any sense. Yeah. So, so I, I kind of went for evergreen type stories, but uh, but yeah. So um, this one I just tweeted out though because by the time the podcast comes out, it will still be on the PlayStation Store for one more day. Oh. And that is Bastion and Transistor from Supergiant Games are three forty five and five dollars a piece respectively wow. on PSN right now. And the yeah, the prices only last through Tuesday the twenty eighth. So now Transistor Monday, was a free game, right? It was um, one of the free. It, it was, month, but right? if you missed it. Five bucks, that is so worth it for that oh, game. Yeah. It really yeah, is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then Bastion for three forty-five. I paid $20 for Transistor. I paid 15 for Bastion. Both are absolutely worth the money. So, yeah. you know what this is telling me, Adam? You're, you're a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been common knowledge for a while. If I buy a game on PSN, it will be free the next month <laughs> on PlayStation Plus. So sometimes I just take one for the team and I buy it. We appreciate it. Just so, so that it will be guys, free for everyone you're else. You're welcome. You're welcome, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Witcher 3 got a huge patch. Oh, um, man, it has a huge patch. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was like six five, gigabytes, six, right? Seven, seven gigs. gigs. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So it got a huge patch with bug fixes, options uh, for tighter character and horse controls, which is always good. But the greatest <laughs> fix that was listed in the patch notes... Quote, fixes an issue where in certain circumstances, gravity ceased to apply to the player's horse. <laughs> <laughs> so, no more flying horses, you guys. I'm sorry. No. I, I never, never got, saw any It never glitches. happened to me. So. I wonder if it was more of a PC issue. It might have been. But... Yeah, so <laughs> there's no more no more horses that suddenly uh, are immune to gravity's forces. <laughs> I would say the biggest two things with that patch that uh, that really helped out was it added a stash chest 
Mm-hmm. So now uh, every major town you go to has a chest where you can store extra stuff in, so you're not constantly overburdened. Mm. And are the contents synced between all the different yes, chests? Yes, they are. And, oh, yeah, so you go cool. to any chest. Mm. Yeah, they're magical Resident Evil chests. Do they explain that? <laughs> they sure don't. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, magic. Yeah, lots <laughs> yeah. of magic in that game. So He's I'm a sure witcher. Fine. He's yeah. a right, witcher. Eric, it is magic. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, what was I thinking? And then they also separated all the books and the notes. Those used to be just part of your inventory, and now there's a completely yeah. separate tab, which, thank goodness, oh, because, yeah. That was one of my yeah, major problems with the inventory. The inf- inventory itself needed a bit of, like, tweaking, but dropping, like, old quest notes into your regular inventory is like, can I delete this? Like, I don't really know. Like, why is it still here? Yeah, absolutely. And now there's yeah. also an option, uh, after you've read a book or a note, um, it will darken the icon so that you can visually scan them. Like, okay, I've read all of these notes. Oh, yeah. that's So that's good. very, that very cool good, as yeah. well. So you yeah. can like scrap it into paper or ink and paper mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> now, have you guys seen Valve's Portal 2 VR demo? Oh, man, I watched I it not. earlier today. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Oh, it looks so fun. So cool. Yeah, just like seeing uh, Glados show up and like um, I can't believe it's like it's like a full. They went all out. Like there's animation, there's voice acting. Gosh, there's, like, yeah, uh, like I didn't get to hear any of that sadly because uh, what I watched was like it was like a computer. It was the computer that was running the game, right? It was like and like they were like simulating the yeah. output, you know, just so they could so the developers that were there could like make sure Recorded, it wasn't screwing like, up on a smartphone off yeah. the screen. Yeah, from there the was no of the VR. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was no sound or anything, but. Like, I could just, you know, to the best of my ability, because having never experienced VR, I could just imagine standing in that room with those two little controllers and, like, mm-hmm. opening up drawers. and Yeah, you can kind of see how they were using those spatial, you know, hand controllers. It looks They're like so cool. much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks, looks really awesome. Cool. So if you haven't checked that out, get on the internet, check it out. Go find it and watch it. It's really cool. Yeah, and Valve really making cool. a game, too. That's kind of I know. Huge. That's like unheard of these days. <laughs> wild. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Naughty Dog had an interview with Will Wheaton on uh, Conversations with Creators. Have you guys checked that show out? I, I haven't watched it before this episode, but I oh, okay. did watch this episode. Yeah. So episode one was Bungie. Episode two was Naughty Dog. And then the one that aired tonight is the um, Treyarch so oh so call of duty fans will enjoy that um but yeah the naughty dog one bungie was great and naughty dog was awesome too um but yeah apparently during the naughty dog one um i can't remember who said it it was bruce straley um who was telling the story about how as they were developing the last of us they thought it was gonna bomb big time (laughs) that that is crazy and even to where as they're getting kind of late in development um, they thought it was going to be this huge uh, failure, and it was going to be the downfall of Naughty Dog. <laughs> like until I can't believe it. They, yeah, they thought they were going to make the first game that like sullied the uh, the yeah. Naughty Dog name. <laughs> like everything we worked so hard to achieve, and it's all down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, they said that up until a few like lucky gameplay decisions that they made late in development, that the game just didn't feel good. And it just wow. wasn't wasn't gelling at all. Um, and then I would love those... to see what that game was like. Right, right. Because <laughs> I and, can, just can't imagine. I know. Well, it is like the gameplay being mostly stealth kind of thing. You could see how that could be done really poorly from all the other games that do stealth very poorly. Yeah, they just made it actually work and have, be fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's one of the best stealth mechanics of a game I've played. Actually, I, I prefer it to like Metal Gear stealth. 
Um, although the crazy. new Metal Gear Stealth actually might might be better, uh, I, having played a little bit of it in the in Ground Zeroes or whatever. Yeah, let's see Joel um, and Ellie whip out a box with a bikini chick on it. Yeah, <laughs> or like luge down a hill on your cardboard box. That would yeah, awesome. or like or like shoot a guy with balloons and have him fly <laughs> off into the sky and yeah, not the, alert the rest of his team. Exactly, or shoot your rocket the, robot rocket arm into a bad guy and explode. <laughs> That's the way real stealth goes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love um, that Metal Gear just makes no apologies for its silliness. It's just I like, know. It just, it's like it this just is a Metal Gear game. You know what you're getting. It's going to be yeah. awesome. It's going to be fun. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um, but it like, never so, changes. It so never the, this, does. <laughs> the news uh, of um, Last of Us almost being a failure or feeling like it was going to be a failure uh, broke today. And I like emailed the the super best friends and i was like guys we have to talk about this yeah. <laughs> because we usually spend about 50 percent of all of our podcasts gushing about how great the last of us is anyway <laughs> right so we might as well yeah. i'm gonna change my topic actually to last of us <laughs> gonna talk about that some more isn't the last of us great that's, that's, a, that's a good topic right there <laughs> but yeah apparently the those those kind of uh last minute kind of gameplay decisions they made uh made it all fall into place and become a fun game like because and that was one thing that was pretty remarkable uh, remarkable about that game to me was that as heavy and as stressful and as dark as that game was all of those encounters um like one that comes to mind is where Ellie's up above covering you with the rifle and mm-hmm. you're and you're like stealthing through some of it and you end up in kind of some more I mean, at least I did. I ended up in a couple of like all out brawls, you know, um, in that section. But as I, I remember playing that section and being like, How this game is so fun, even though it's so stressful. Like <laughs> I don't know how they pulled that off. So I mean, cause I could totally see it, like after reading this, like how that game could have just been stressful, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it could have very easily not been a fun game, you know? It's crazy. Uh, All right, you guys want to do some Twitter questions? I yes. am ready for some Twitter questions. Let's do, Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, Russell, he says, ever finish an epic game, for example, Witcher 3, Left with an empty feeling of what to play next. What's up with that? What's your strategy for gaming on? So, no, that never happens. <laughs> I always feel like I'm so buried in in games I have to play that I finish a game, I'm just like, okay, now which one is next? Yeah. Um, and maybe that's because I'm not rich enough to own all the new games. So I always feel yeah, there's like there's, always a, there's a, a library of games still. There's always a stockpile, yeah. Like, um... I was thinking you would probably, you of all people, would experience post-platinum depression. <laughs> There's always more platinums to get. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Such no, an optimist. I, I do sometimes, like, not necessarily, like, um, what to play next, but, like, like when I finished Nino Kuni, I was like, I'm bummed that this is over. Yeah, or, that I, I understand more. Yeah, like, um, Batman was the same thing. I was like, ah, I, I, lo- I couldn't wait to see the ending, but I'm gl- and I'm glad I finished it, and it was a great experience, but I'm kind of bummed that there are no more Rocksteady Batman games for me to play right now. Hey, mm-hmm. you know you know how to combat that, that problem? Just don't beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> new That's game, what I've done several new game times, plus. actually. Oh, yeah, I well, forgot no. to mention, I did play the Arkham episodes, the uh, Harley Quinn DLC and the oh. uh, oh, Red Hood. Yeah, and Red Hood DLC. How, how did you get? Oh, because you pre-ordered. 
Yeah, I pre-ordered through GameStop, and I got those two. Oh, okay. Um, and then I also did the Scarecrow missions that are the PS4 mm. exclusive ones. Um, right. Those are like driving slash tank. Um, so and they were fun, but I was by that point I was pretty burned out on the tank. Yeah. Um, yeah. The driving was always awesome though in that game to go to kind of double back to batman <laughs> like mm-hmm. i always loved the ones where you had to speed through gotham and, and do like a, a high speed vehicle takedown those were yeah so good. those like like the ones with uh firefly though yeah. yeah those oh, and also so just fun. the the militia vehicles that you have to take down yeah although what did you guys we're still since we're talking about batman again <laughs> um, <laughs> back to what batman. did you guys think about firefly's voice i thought it was a little bit like he sounded like a like a bad heavy metal rocker. <laughs> He's like, I think he has like third degree burns on his vocal cords. You have to forgive him for that. Yeah. Oh my bad. Come on, you're Am so insensitive, David. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. That's wrong, man. <laughs> You'll never get me, Batman. <laughs> I like that everything was fire puns. Like as you're chasing him down, you're like, what is he going to come up with next? And he's like, the flames. Oh, yes. like, you don't hold the candle to me, Batman. <laughs> I love it. Watch out, you're going to get burned. <laughs> it's fantastic. But yeah, so, I mean, definitely, I guess... I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Mike though. I always have such a massive backlog <laughs> of games that I need to play. When I feel and like I, you're worse off than I am because yeah. <laughs> you've actually bought all those games already. <laughs> yeah, I, I will pop the next one in. Yeah, I basically um I buy games basically twice a year except for like crazy deals on PSN. So right around the June right at my birthday and like right around Christmas, usually there's like a, ca- a cash flow boost right around then and I'll just load <laughs> up on games that last me. But it's not like I can play all these games in six months. It, it's really more like a year for each. So every six months I get another six months behind. So, <laughs> so but yeah, I, I never, I never worry about you know what to play next because there's always way too many i need to play next <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's funny um so i mentioned earlier one of the ways i deal with this is i just don't beat the game um <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then I, you know then i just move on and i never feel like there's no more to play because i can go back and play it if i wanted to oh, like uh, gosh i don't even like understand. i did that with Sky- i did that with skyrim for example i still haven't beaten that game um but another thing Sometimes I'll beat a game that i've been playing a ton like i just now i just beat arkham knight mm-hmm. and um by the way, I figured out Firefly sounds like the the limousine guys from uh, uh, Strong Bad uh, Homestar oh, Runner. Yeah, Homestar yeah, Runner. yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway. Strong Bad's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a while. Um, so, so sometimes I beat a game like Arkham Knight, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna take a little little tiny video game break. Like right now, I, I don't really have a desire to play a game right now. I mean, part of that's because my job is like super. Uh, intense, and when I get home, the last thing I want to do is use any part of my brain. So sometimes, sometimes uh, I'll just take a quick little break, like right now. I'm taking a little little break, and but then I'm going to pick up uh, Witcher three probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the same thing because I played. I was playing Batman. I, my my whole family's out of town right now, so I had the house to myself all week, and I was basically just binging Batman. <laughs> like I would mm-hmm. get home from work at like six. And I would eat some dinner, usually start playing out 7, 
And then I would go to bed at like 2 a.m. <laughs> and so I just blew through that game in, like I had been playing it for a couple of weeks, just kind of here and there in the evenings. And then I played probably the next 75% of the game in four nights. <laughs> so wow. that was wow. pretty crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so after I beat it, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm good. And the next couple of nights I didn't play any games. I just like watched movies and stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> Little palate cleanser, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think like with, uh, I mean, not just with games, but even like with a good book or like a good movie or TV show, like when you get to the end, you kind of get that feeling that's like, oh, that's the, it's over. But I usually just kind of like go online and see other people's reactions, kind of like read other people's theories about story arcs and stuff and kind of just like let that that settle a little bit. Yeah. But it's not like a thing like, I I think like if I were to finish a really long epic game and I was like mid game session, I had like plenty more time to go. I'd probably just stop and like let it kind of decompress for a while. Mm. I wouldn't immediately like pop out the disc and pop in something else. Yeah. There's some decompression in between, but, uh, but it's not like a a week or two of span. It's more like, I need to think about that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You you almost feel like, you know, you know, like uh, when you break up with a girlfriend, the last thing you want to do is rebound or some people do want to rebound, I guess, but. You know, like, uh, it's that little, like, break in between. You gotta remember who you are before you... Yeah. Nothing gets you over the last game like the next game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I prefer to just cry and and sit around like an old sad bastard. (laughs) So, anyway, uh, next question comes from uh, Andy Wood of the uh, twitch.tv slash gamerscircle channel. So, um, Andy's playing some pretty sweet uh, Metro Redux right now. I was watching a little bit of that. Good. Wait, time. is it? Oh, Metro Redux. I, it took me a really long time to, to figure <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, Metro that was. Redux looks amazing. I, I did not realize how much better that game looked than the original. It Metro. looks really good. Um, but yeah, so Andy writes in. He says, uh, "Next game that you are looking forward to and why?" So I, would, I took this to mean you know the next unreleased game that's coming out on the horizon. Oh, okay. Because um, I mean, otherwise I just have any of the other games yeah, I, was say, I, I, then <laughs> yeah, I would I say have. batman because it's batman yeah. <laughs> yeah. well i mean i guess for you yeah you could totally say batman well then i did i'm gonna um, go ahead and say uh halo 5 guardians and uh why is because i'm an x-bot you know <laughs> secret x-bot <laughs> secret well yeah I'm such a secret x-bot that i just tell everyone all the time well no uh keep really i <laughs> hmm. really i am excited for uh halo 5 guardians um the it looks like Every it looks like it ha- will have a lot of the things that Destiny didn't have, like mm. a lot of story, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> plus, I'm a huge fan of Nathan Fillion, and he's like a straight up main character in the game, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I I don't know, and also it'll probably be the first uh, like new game that I get for my shiny new Xbox One that I yeah. just bought. Oh, you just um, bought one? I just bought one. I don't have it yet, though. I bought it on uh, I bought it on Thursday. Oh wow! Uh, so that's two. That's a week and a half ago, if you're listening to this on Monday. Um, and it hasn't shipped yet as of Tuesday, uh, <laughs> a week after you're listening. Oh, to that's this. weird. But anyway, it's, it, they say it's not going to ship for like three more days. So I don't know what, what they're doing over there. So I send them an email and like, Hey guys, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so where, where did you order from? Dell, because oh, they had yeah, like they a had the deals, huh? You had that you you get the system for three fifty like it normally is, but mm-hmm. you also get a one hundred dollar Dell gift card with it. Yeah, and you can buy games from them. Yeah, so that's what I'll that's what I'm <laughs> planning on doing. Well, not um, if they take like two weeks to get you the. Well, game. actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a Xbox Live, uh, like gift card. Oh yeah, and that way I can just buy it like games digitally, even if I want to. So. There you go. 
Ah, well, yeah. that's cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Hopefully Congrats. I'll be playing it at some point in the next month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, I would definitely say, hands down, Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, Metal Gear Solid is my favorite series, and really excited for Five. Obviously, it's like the final one in the Kojima chapter. Although, Wait, oh, did Kojima make this game? Because I can't tell by, will, by reading any publicity about <laughs> that it. Is, that is something that actually makes me feel really weird about this. It's like the first game that's not going to say like his name when it boots up. It doesn't have his name on the box. I'm yeah, sure it'll like, say Konami, it when you play it. Like I'm sure it'll no. say a Hideo, a Hideo oh. Kojima game. I mean, I would hope so. Because like, we don't know that for a fact. That's though. what uh, I, I was listening to a podcast, and some of the guys were talking about. They played a preview build, and like every section, every mission of the game actually has credits, opening <laughs> and ending credits, and they have his name in there. Okay. I, I almost wonder if he did that just to spite them. <laughs> well, he. It seems like he knew what was going on with Konami, and right. for some reason, it seems like he knew things were going to go wrong. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's why he did yeah. it. Actually. I mean, it does feel a little weird. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of what happened there, and I don't really want to support, like, the bad guys in the side of this, but at the same time, like, I have to play Metal Gear Solid Five. So. I do, too. Yeah, and that's I, that's my answer, too, is, uh, is definitely the new Metal Gear Solid. As far as games that aren't out yet, um, yeah, that's got to be the one. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Plus, Kojima, the only thing he ever tweets are retweets about other people talking about Metal Gear, so... I think he'll be okay if you buy the game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he'll survive, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next is uh, a question from Chris Abraham. Uh, he's actually a freelance writer for Gamespresso.com over, on, oh, nice. uh, over uh, in the UK. Um, he says, hey, guys, here's my question. I've racked up a really unhealthy amount of gameplay hours on games like Warcraft and Final Fantasy series over the years. Which games have burned the most of your time? Now I know we've talked we've talked about this a little bit previously, but I was wondering if we have yeah. any updates to this. Yeah, I would say no. recently, Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, yeah. I spent two hundred and twenty hours, I think, to get the platinum. Wow! And then <laughs> oh um, yeah, I'm I'm like north of a hundred for sure on The Witcher Three. So that's just wow. this year. So yeah, I, I spent a lot of time. I think I spent oh I don't remember how many hours over a hundred on Dragon Age Inquisition, um, but nothing has com- has beaten. Uh, that I've played Skyrim for 283 hours <laughs> and I haven't beaten it. Um, an honorable mention is I played Borderlands two for 130 hours. Wow. Um, That's a lot of Borderlands. And, and I haven't yeah. beaten that one either. So <laughs> you haven't I, beat Borderlands? Oh. No. Borderlands two. Borderlands two. Ah, Borderlands two. Yeah. Cause I beat Borderlands with you. I think the yeah, first one. <laughs> I, I haven't beaten Borderlands two and that's yeah. 130 hours. So I don't know how I play all these games. I think I just start them over and over oh, yeah. without actually beating them. Oh. I know with Borderlands, I probably played through it and only beaten it once, but played through it like three times or so to yeah. varying degrees of success. <laughs> yeah, I think um, my answer is still Final Fantasy VII. I think I put like 75, 78 hours into that game when, when I finally like 100%ed it or whatever. But um, But then I started thinking back to like games like Contra on the NES – like mm-hmm. me and my brother, we probably played. I like, like, I had no concept of like how much time I was spending on those games, but we we played through that game like at least a thousand times, <laughs> so, <laughs> and probably each time was at least a half hour. So I, I would have to say, wow. games like that, you know, are um, and well, I don't know how long that game is. It's probably closer to forty five minutes or an hour when you play straight through it. I don't know. But, yeah, I have um, no idea. But yeah, I mean that games like that. When I was a kid, I probably and same with like 
NES uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I play that just millions of times. So yeah, <laughs> I think those games probably end up taking the uh, the top spot. Um, yeah, yeah. And then we have a community question that I put out to the uh, to the super the rest friends, um, <laughs> and uh, basically, what franchise or franchises have overstayed their welcome and need to go away or take a long break? Oh, so, that's a good question. We had a lot of responses on this one. I think a lot of people are tired of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, okay, I'll just go through the list. You'll notice a lot of Assassin's Creed. That's though. my number one. That's my <laughs> answer, for sure. Yeah, so Danny says, I think Call of Duty would benefit from a break, but it won't happen. Yeah, yeah, um, Brian, too. yeah. Brian says, I'd be pretty happy if Metal Gear Solid Five is the last one, though I'm a big Metal Gear fan. I'm I'm kind of with him on that. Like I I want it to be done. I want it to wrap up nicely. I don't want it to keep going and going to where it's like now like the franchise becomes a shadow of its former self. You don't want yeah. it you to know? become another Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Philippe. think they can end the uh, the solid line and like because the the revenge yeah. and stuff and like they can go on in the universe, but the solid can end with like solid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, it, the solid is always has always been like the story of Big Boss and uh solid snake and the, la, les enfants terribles yeah <laughs> i actually don't understand how solid is about big boss at all but um i do understand how it's about solid snake but well solid snake was a clone of big boss spoilers yeah well no i know but so then there should be a big boss series and a solid series and you know anyway i think that's all about the whole story of, yeah Metal Gear uh, solid yeah. three is uh it's big boss Yep, I know. Yeah. It's oh, the I whole know. saga of Big Boss. I think and how I think Metal Gear Solid Five is Big Boss. His also. It descent. Is. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. His his For descent sure. into villainy and his eventual redemption through his clone. So then, then call it Metal Gear Big or something. <laughs> Metal Gear Biggie Big Boss. <laughs> well, what's strange though is because they started with Solid uh, before they added the Solid uh, name to the title because the Metal Gear series was Solid Snake on the NES. Oh yeah, you're really? Fighting, and you're and the bad guy against... was Big Boss. Yeah, yeah. Really, I didn't know that. All yeah, right, never mind. That, there the goes everything that I thought about Metal Gear. And yeah, I love, I love that. Just a dumb boss name that they they <laughs> thought boss. up in the NES days, Big Boss. It was probably something like ah, we don't know what to name it. Just just name the Big Boss. Yeah, and then now I mean, like, Mega Man's got <laughs> Magnet Man. Yeah, it's like it's like decades later, and we're still talking about Big Boss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so well, there's Boss and Big Boss. There's all sorts of that's true. Oh, that's true. Regular Boss. Yeah, <laughs> Small Boss. Why don't we fight him? Unless but then Big Boss is also Snake too. He's still. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Philippe says Assassin's Creed. AC Unity was one of the worst games I've played in years. (laughs) Uh, Soak Seven says Assassin's Creed. Aelin says Assassin's Creed. Ryan Reed says probably Assassin's Creed. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they can pull something else as fun as pirates out of their butts. So, but I think to be fair, there's nothing more fun than pulling pirates out of your butt. No, man, there's no, there's nothing else to compare. <laughs> Tom says, I think one that has taken a break is Resident Evil. The first trilogy was great and four was two, but it didn't really feel like a Resident Evil game as much. So a yeah, break, definitely not. So a break has been welcome and a return to the original <coughs> trilogy's roots would be great. I M O. Yeah. Resident Evil six came out in 2012. So it's been a few years. Wow. Um, I think, I mean, we've had the episodic, what is it? Res- Resident Evil the revelations. revelations. Yeah. 
Yeah, but nothing in the core <laughs> series for a few years. Um, I really think this is one that probably could use even more of a break. Like they just wait a little longer, come back, reinvent the franchise. Cause like, I don't, I don't think six sold nearly as well, or at least it wasn't critically as uh, appreciated as like the rest of the games. But that was the first one I just didn't even bother playing um, after yeah, playing all same. of the other games, you know, even because five was, we, we had fun co-oping it, but it was yeah. not a great game. Like it was, no, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, so um let's see chowfi writes uh not a franchise but a style needs to chill he says indie 8-bit games need to oh, stop my goodness he's, i am so right there with him yeah on that. he's super tired of me says and mr delvin cox would second that opinion they had a nice little combo on the uh, <laughs> on the thread on twitter super best friends uh uniting friends via the internet for how many years? One for year? hating, yeah, for hating <laughs> pixel art. <laughs> That's right. Um, I actually love pixel art, especially. And I can't agree with you guys on this one because that would mean I don't get uh, Shovel Knight two, and I just can't abide. Well, it's like Shovel Knight's not really eight bit either, though. Too, it's like well, none of the games are actually eight bit. They right, just right. look like they are. Yeah, but I Shovel Knight has like Shovel Knight is that eight bit. Um, like they use those specs essentially to make the artwork and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, in like the music, I think was actually made on an NES chipset as well. Wow! So that's pretty cool. But yeah. I'm I like pixel art a lot. It's not just the nostalgia; I just enjoy the style. Um, but you know, it's not for everybody. I'm with you. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's a cool style, but I think you know, it's like if every game was a Picasso art style. You know, like right? Th- there's m- multiple art styles. Feel free to use all of them, not just one yeah. of them. Yep. Just for I think for indie developers though, to pixel art is a lot quicker and easier. Like mm-hmm. to actually do full like cell animation or like do three D even is like way more work, way and more so expensive. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So it wouldn't even be possible for small teams. And so the pixel art can be done in a lot of different ways. Like from mm-hmm. Shovel Knight to like the VVVVVV. Like that would be like a straight up eight bit like old school. It's like four colors or something. Yeah, yeah. But that game is really really fun. And the music on that is some of the best like chiptune music I've like ever heard <laughs> in a game. Absolutely love yeah, it. I awesome. want to see someone figure out how to do pixel art in real time three D. That would be like, I mean, Fez kind of did that sort of, but yeah, it wasn't actual 3D. It was like a two and a half D almost. Right. Um, well, it'd be really thing, cool uh, to see like a, a an actual 3D game that looked like pixel art. Well, and there's when like pixel cool. art games like Hyperlight Drifter that are just gorgeous. Like, oh yeah. yeah, be and it's because they use a full color palette and not just yeah. You know, they they're using uh, pixel art in in the assets, but yeah, they the colors are what make it beautiful. And the same with uh, some of the. Um, capybara games like below and stuff looks amazing, but it's pixel art. So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he. I, I think they mean in particular eight bit, like the really the kind of uglier ones. <laughs> Adam, yes, sir. I'm going to insert myself. We need to move on. We are almost an hour deep in this podcast, <laughs> and we have not hit topics yet. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, you got a point. We're just having such a good time, Mike. Yeah. I'm gonna, the rush? I'm gonna be the killjoy here because our bandwidth <laughs> cannot afford it. <laughs> All right. All right. So Okay, so next on the list we have Adam. He says, I feel like the easier answers are Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed. He says Battlefield needs to go away. Take a break. Oh man. You're out, Battlefield. Except for Star Wars, I'll take that. Well that's yeah, not Battlefield. Battlefront. That's Battlefront. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All yeah, that Battlefront actually did take a really long break, so it's it's ready to come back now. Yeah, so Call of Duty says Quidgibo. 
Yeah, I'm I'm right there. Call of Duty should have stopped at Modern Warfare, like or actually Black Ops. That was the last one that I was really interested in. Yeah. And um then, uh, Old yeah. Ruski. Old Ruski. He says Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, and Halo. Oh no. no he Halo didn't. takes <laughs> Halo is not a yearly series like those other games. So Ruben Ruben agrees. He says controversial, but Halo definitely. It huh. doesn't it doesn't know when to stop. And then he says, <laughs> "Sorry, David, I love you, bruh." <laughs> and, then, and then he has a winky kissy face for you. Oh, that's Aww. so sweet of you. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice. <laughs> nice way to dash your Halo dreams. Um, Joey says, "Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield, what? Assassin's Creed." All sports games, and what that Chalfie said. <laughs> All sports games, I like that one. <laughs> and that Chalfie, 8-bit uh, indies. There are way too many of those out there. He wants to do away with the whole gamut. All the annualized games, <laughs> plus Halo, plus all the sports games, plus the indies. He just doesn't want any games. All games ever, yeah. <laughs> let's, just, like, let's just rest on games for a bit. Let's just stop this whole thing. Actually, I wouldn't mind a little break, because I can catch up finally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this one is not so much a question, but just a real nice thing that happened. Um, Tom Titus, True Blue Hughes, we'll call him, uh, oh, wow. writes in. He says, just wanted to thank you guys. Your show brings me much joy and gets me through my boring life, sometimes waiting for the next show to drop. Aww. He goes on to say, I genuinely see you being as big as Beyond with uh, Beyond was with Greg and Colin. You're my favorite podcast. Aww. He says, wow. The, the Arnie impressions should be made a regular occurrence, though. <laughs> First, agreed on the Arnie impressions. And second, yeah. wow, thank you very much. That is extremely high praise. That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah I would say first... Thank you so much. That is awesome to hear. Um, second, I have to commend you on your excellent taste in podcasts. <laughs> so, and third, now are you referring to him liking you so much as his excellent taste? In <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, and third, I'd like to welcome you to a new segment called Arnie's Corner. <laughs> oh. oh no! So we have we have a question that Alex wrote in uh, for Arnold. Call, and oh, wow. he says, Arnold, in the recent past, we have seen many celebrities lend their vocal talents and their likenesses to video games. Being that you are a world-renowned action star whose career has spanned many decades, when will you headline a game? We want to see you in all of your pectacular glory. <laughs> <laughs> we listen up here, Alex. I was supposed to play Batman in the new game. They, they say, yeah, I was supposed to be the bat. Oh but my then goodness. I started I started doing my lines and then but everyone said, Oh no, it's Mr. Freeze. Why is Mr. Freeze why is Mr. Freeze inside the Batman outfit? It's crazy. And so they ended up they filed me. I was I learned my pecs. They I said you can motion capture these pecs. I will flex one at a time. Flex this one and then that one. And it will take the Joker and the Riddler out. And they say no. So they fire me. Hey, Arnold, I have a question for you. What is it? Did you come up with any, like, you know how you always have, like, really cool one-liners in your movies? Did you come up with any for the character of Batman? Ah, no. Maybe that's why they (laughs) fired me in the first place. If I had one of those, it could have saved the job. You didn't say anything like, you're driving me batty! Or something. (laughs) Oh, that would have been so good. Can Can I use that? Yeah, go ahead and write it down. That's fine. All right. Well, this has been Arnie's Corner. <laughs> Run! Go! Get to the corner! 
<laughs> it's so yes. nice of him to stop by. It was. Man, it's so I nice. feel so privileged to be, you know, on the same podcast <laughs> as Arnold Schwarzenegger as often as I am. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Audible is offering the listeners of this podcast a free audiobook of their choice and a free 30-day trial membership. They just have to go to audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's fun and easy. Our guest, Eric, <laughs> recommends the audiobook of Hollywood Said No, which is a collaboration oh, yeah. or a collection of scripts from Mr. Show with Bob and David that were rejected. Apparently, I have that book. Uh, oh, yeah? I haven't listened to it yet, but I, I have uh, added it to my uh, download. Very Thank cool. You. Yeah, apparently, what's cool about the audiobook is that all of the uh, Mr. Show casts actually read their own parts. And uh, yeah, you can check it out on audible.com slash SBFVGS. That's audible.com slash SBFVGS. <laughs> Actually, audibletrial.com. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me. Audible trial. What am I doing with my life? Audibletrial.com. <laughs> no, Arnold. I, don't send people to the wrong place. I, I don't know. know what you get if you type that in. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a 404. <laughs> Go to audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS to get Hollywood said no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How can you not when Arnold tells <laughs> you? you not? There was madness in any direction. All right, you guys. Topics. 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 Hey, right, who, I'm gonna who would start. like to go first? I'm going to go for it. You're going. Do it. Yeah. So my topic this week is hotcakes. <laughs> I've been told <laughs> I have forgotten to talk demand. about hotcakes the last few episodes, and I deeply apologize for that. So, <laughs> what's your favorite pot, hot, what's your favorite hotcakes, guys? Uh, are those the same thing as pancakes? I've been kind of confused. They are. About this. Yeah, they, they, oh, okay. they're, they're pretty much the same thing. <laughs> All right, but they sell a lot. But they, the, like, yeah. they're the <laughs> they're, they're the, the number one for how fast things sell. They're the I number see. one selling pancake in the world is the <laughs> hotcake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I had some I, blueberry hotcakes this weekend. They were they were great. Hmm. They had some uh, lemon lemon uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Jello? Not wasn't Jello. It was like lemon um, yogurt on them. Oh, sounds oh awful. My. Yeah, yeah, I know. Was, I know. Yeah. You say bacon's getting into too much stuff, but I say bacon hotcakes. Yeah, buttermilk oh. bacon. That's Ooh. the way to go. <laughs> that sounds okay. Good. <laughs> All right. I think this joke's gone on long enough. Um, <laughs> my actual topic is. Uh, so Batman, the Arkham Knight, we've been talking about Batman a ton. Yes. I can't help it. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Um, like all the Batman games, it has a ton of Riddler trophies to collect. Uh, 243 trophies to be exact. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had to write that down. There's no way I would remember that. Um, <laughs> also on top of that, if you collect all the trophies, you get a slightly modified ending. It's actually, you know, it's a pretty significant difference. Yeah, some actually. might say, some might call it the true ending. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So my question, what do you think about collectibles in games? Um, do you find yourself compelled to collect them all? Mike, I'm pretty sure the answer for you is yes. Yeah. Um, are they a waste of time? Um, and do you wish they never, ever existed? Mm. And Mike, I still think this question could apply to you because... All these collectibles, if they didn't exist, you would get platinum so much easier. This is so, true, true, but mm-hmm. I, at the same time, platinums mean so much less if everybody's got them. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So the, the collectibles are the barrier to entry for a lot of people. Yeah, well, they clearly they are, because you guys looked at them like, oh, I'm not doing all that work. Yeah. <laughs> I collected all the Riddler trophies in Arkham Asylum. 
I collect them all oh in gosh. Arkham City. What? And I will wow. definitely collect them all in Arkham Knight. Oh, oh that's crazy. I've done, I've done this dance before. This is nothing new to me. <laughs> this ain't his first rodeo, guys. <laughs> so, so do you enjoy them? Like, do you like that they're there? I do. Huh. And, and here's, here's the thing, because beyond just collecting things, which, you know, who doesn't love collecting? Right. Um, a lot, and, and I can't speak for the Arkham Knight, but a lot of the uh, trophies, of course, there's so many that this isn't every case. A lot of the trophies have, like, clever puzzles, which are always fun to solve. And a lot of other trophies, especially like in Arkham City, uh, were easy to get, but they'd be like in this room that if you were looking around, you would find other things that that kind of hinted at maybe things that you would see in the next Batman game or Ooh, just yeah. more world building things or kind of foreshadowing yeah. things. And so yeah, it was I kind of Rock worth City, my time to chase them. Rock City did a great job of doing a lot of world building in, in those areas, like some of yeah, the lesser sure. known spots, especially like I, I really remember noticing that a lot in Arkham uh, Asylum. Yeah. Yeah. And being really you just stumble upon this like it was. Yeah. Stumble upon this hint of this character that doesn't even really appear in the game, but you know, right. yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, so Adam, what do you think? Well, my thing with collectibles is like, cause I've definitely fallen down the rabbit hole with collectibles. Like, um, with Mario galaxy, I had to have yeah. all the stars, 120 of them. I had to have, um, like I had to break every last box in crash bandicoot, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so there's certain types of games that lend themselves to that. Like, uh, or, uh, Rayman legends or Rayman origins, you know, you just, you just start collecting every last little thing and, and it's just not good enough if you didn't get them all. Um, but, and so, and, and like when I played Assassin's Creed, uh, four black flag, I got everything. I got wow. absolutely everything in that game. Cause I just got hooked on getting everything. So it really depends on the collectible. Like if it's fun to get it, like if the second it becomes a drag, I'm just out, you know, but huh. like, I really enjoyed, um, you know, going to, uh, say like running through the towns to get the little sea shanties that are floating around and stuff. And like, hmm. I don't know. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that in that game or in, in a lot of games that if they make it fun, then it can hook you. And then once you're hooked, even the unfun stuff, you're like, well, I got to do it because I've already done this much, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. makes, okay. So what makes, you know, running around on the rooftops, collecting a shanty more fun than, you know, running around Gotham city, and looking for a trophy. I don't know. Maybe it's because I have no expectation when I play um, Assassin's Creed, like of this needs to be this type of experience to me. Like uh. um, when I play Batman, I'm like, I gotta be, I gotta be like fighting crime and stuff. I don't want to be like <laughs> running around collecting green trophies. And, like yeah. there's an amazing, uh, I think we've mentioned it before on the show, but there's an amazing Penny Arcade. I was going to um, mention comic, that. <laughs> yeah. Where like Batman is, uh, like there's this guy getting beat up, like help, help me. And like these thugs are beating him down. And then he sees Batman like gliding up. He's like, Oh, thank God. And then like Batman like just glides right over his head. And then you see the next frame, Batman's like holding this Riddler trophy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah so there's something to i don't know why but like for me batman is is fighting crime but cracking some skulls you know even driving the batmobile felt very batman you know like there's all mm -hmm. all these various awesome sides of batman being a detective like the the parts in um arkham knight where you know you have to use your detective mode and there's something cool and interesting to do in that like they were so cool and so yeah. all that stuff feels feels to me like the right thing to be doing in that circumstance and not like running around collecting things. 
Yeah. Plus you're like Fair only uh, like validating the Riddler's whole thing of like he spent, you know, like hundreds of hours of his life building these puzzles and hiding these things. And it's like you're only validating that by going and finding them. By all. Like working just through it all. It. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's the what would drive him more crazy than yeah. just being completely like, I just don't even care that you spent all these <laughs> years building these racetracks <laughs> underground. And, and yeah, that's <laughs> like, a really good point. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. just uh, go ahead. And but I don't know. He he's back, he's on the PA saying how he outsmarted you the whole time. So maybe that's yeah, what true. he loves the most. And Batman's so. no quitter. And Batman is no quitter. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so personally, here's my take on it. So- oh, oh, I'm sorry. Real quick though, while we're talking about Batman again, I gotta <laughs> say, if you're gonna play the DLC, play Harley Quinn. You can play Harley Quinn whenever, like before you play the game. Don't play the Red Hood DLC until after you beat the game. Oh, because. I feel like for people who are savvy, people who are smart, there's, uh, you know, some potential spoilers in that. Oh, oh that's good advice. Yeah. yeah. So don't do it. If I'm not, I won't say smart people who are familiar with the comics, I'll say <laughs> <laughs> you dummies didn't get it. Did you No, <laughs> But like, if you're familiar like with the, the comics and stuff, um, I wouldn't, I don't know. There's for me, I was like, Oh, I'm really glad I didn't play this till after. You know, like, so I'm, I think that would probably be the case for other people too. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good advice. Uh, so personally, my, my take on the whole collectibles thing, I've definitely fallen prey to, um, like, you know, the hoarder mentality that we all seem to have as video gamers. Um, I don't know what that is, by the way. Like we just love collecting stuff. Um, (laughs) but personally, so, so I've fallen victim to it before, but I, I kind of, I don't like collectibles, but I love collectibles. So what I mean by that is like on a, on an intellectual level, I know that they're just getting me to spend more time playing their game and they're manipulating me, you know, into, (laughs) into wasting, you know, my precious few moments that I have on this earth. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, I just got to collect things. Like I still may end up getting all the Riddler trophies. I'm almost halfway there as it is. There you go. Like you might as well. I had, when I finished the game, I had like 22. So it was like, I was not going to get the other like 220. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty crazy too right now. Um, So yeah, I have like a love hate relationship with them. So that's my, that's my take on it. Yeah. And that's it. All right, Michael, your topic, sir. Okay. So this time of year, I spend a whole lot of time watching Evo and for anyone who doesn't know, Evo is like the largest fighting game tournament in the world. You know, it's weird as I'd never heard of it until well, this Oh, yeah, fighting week. game. That is nuts. <laughs> I, <laughs> that is, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, no, I can't. I was trying to, trying to reason that out, and I can't do it. Um, <laughs> so, specifically, I love watching the Street Fighter 4 matches. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe just because that's the game I've spent the most time with, I understand those systems. So, even if I can't play at that high level, I understand what I'm seeing. And so, I find that extremely entertaining. And so I was kind of curious if you guys either a watched Evo or if not, is there another form of game like uh, either esports wise or just streaming wise that you just love to watch? Definitely, uh, um, yeah. I I can't follow fighting games to save my life. I've tried watching. I, I can't I can't keep up with it. Um, however, uh, in April. Um, Blizzard put on this thing called Heroes of the Dorm, where they invited <laughs> I saw that. they invited people from all different like college campuses to create a uh, like a, a Heroes of the Storm team, and they all battled against each other um, for and they were competing like in, in like a, a, a bracket 
I think, uh, system. Um, and the, the winners got college tuition, which is oh, just awesome. awesome. <laughs> and they showed yeah. the finals, uh, in April on ESPN on ESPN yeah. two, I believe. So, uh, so I did, I watched the, the heck deuce. out of that and that was fun. Actually, one of our listeners, uh, poopy socks, oh, yeah, um, poop works socks. on heroes of the storm. And I, I tweeted him, I asked, Hey, the graphics were really good during this ESPN two event. Did you make any of them? He's like, yeah, I made all of them. And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> really awesome. cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I love watching me some heroes of the storm. Yeah. Um, super fun. I, uh, I enjoy Evo also mostly for watching smash cause I'm a huge fan of smash brothers and well, it's, it's almost a fighting game. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost one of the biggest ones there. They have it split between Melee and uh, Smash 4 this time, but both of them like equally shown, it seemed like. Uh, it's it's very uh, entertaining to watch, I think, um, as well as... Uh, I, I really like watching the new Smash 4 because it mixes it up with the characters. I feel like when you watch Melee, it's uh, pretty much always going to yeah, be... Yeah, I think the game's been uh, out for so long now that they, yeah. if there's established a top tier, that's really yeah, hard to get past. It's like four characters. It's going to be like Sheik... And then Ice Climbers, uh, Jigglypuff. Ice much Climbers? Like, I didn't even know Yeah, that. Yeah. Huh. Um, but then the new one, like, it's cool to see stuff mixed up a bit. Seeing like Actually seeing Ness in competitive play made me very happy. Like Even if he was in the loser bracket. Ness so, is like, your favorite. Oh, yeah. No, I He's love always Ness. Been. Yeah. Okay. He <laughs> <laughs> um, gave also, under. Like, I also enjoy uh, watching like Twitch, uh, Twitch tournaments uh, for Hearthstone. Um, okay. It's like fun to watch. It's a little bit more laid back. It's not quite as interesting as like watching, say, a fighting game because it is like a slow, methodical kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, actually, Hearthstone is really fun to watch, especially with really um, good commentators that can like explain to you what what all the cards are doing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. It's good. I think most of all, though, for like esports kind of stuff, would probably be StarCraft too because I've been watching that forever and I still watch that pretty <laughs> regularly. We we'll watch competitions. Um, and every time, like a new, like the new expansion coming out, it's going to be like huge because like they get a huge bump in people watching the game, so it'll be a huge boost to the uh, the competitive scene. Yeah, there are yeah. going to be all kinds of new units and everything yeah. to kind of mix yeah. up. Because gameplay, I have, I find gameplay in StarCraft Two gets kind of stale after a while. Like, yeah, the, the meta, like uh, people all like, oh, you're doing Zerg. Okay, I'm going right. to make all of these units. Oh, the counter for the counter yeah. for the counter. Kind of and then they, yeah. you, you just kind of know what to <laughs> yeah. expect. So it gets a little old, but <clears throat> yeah. when, when, when they release a new expansion, all that stuff goes out the window and they have to like come up with new <laughs> strategies. And that's when it's really fun to watch. Yeah. Also on a funny note too, uh, back in like 2011, I actually went to Seoul to watch the, uh, GSL oh, team right. league finals wow. <laughs> on, uh, on GOM TV. It was also just a vacation, but it was like the main excuse was me and a friend of mine who would always watch the um, the GSL League stuff. We're like, oh, the finals is like coming up. Like, why don't we go to Seoul and like check it out? So we like nice. like took vacation there and went and watched it like um, in Korean. In, uh, <laughs> in but you Seoul. got to meet so the the most famous StarCraft two commentators <laughs> yeah, for English. I did. I did. Um, they're they're they call themselves Tasteless and Artosis. Yep. Uh, or or together they're Tastosis. Um, Tastosis. They yes. call themselves the Casting Archon because an Archon is a character that merges itself together. Of so two anyway, Templars, it's super yes. nerdy. It's real nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric, Eric got to meet them and he yeah, I did. shook their them. hands and yeah, and, um, got to bang those little like balloons together that they always do. In the, in, you you um, should have said to to ta- uh, to uh, Artosis, you should have said, "Uh oh, Artosis, <laughs> uh oh, Artosis." <laughs> Although now he's more like, 
Uh-oh, Yeah, his voice is, anyway, his voice is really different. Now. I guess that's the <laughs> yeah. direct he, reference. He quit smoking, and his voice like went from being, uh-uh-uh-uh, to now he's like, oh, hello. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he used to be like super epic, like, oh my gosh, the mutas are gone. <laughs> and now he's like, oh my gosh, the mutas. Like, it's just totally yeah. different. See, stay off the cigarettes, kids. Yeah. Stay off well, those cigarettes. But, but his voice was... Better on oh, oh yeah. so you're encouraging. <laughs> yeah, you okay. should go back to the cigarettes. <laughs> back to the- <laughs> so, Adam, you've been suspiciously quiet. I have been suspiciously quiet, and the reason being is I do not watch Evo at all. So I well, neither me neither. Now here's here's the thing. Um, like I every so often I'm kind of in the same boat I am with uh, like sports highlights, right? So someone does this amazing play you know they make a super awesome score point like over their back of their head without, without looking you know they score a, a goal through the field goal um <laughs> and they get a home run so the, basically if someone has something crazy and amazing like i'll totally watch it like in some of the things that kotaku posts sometimes from evo like you'll never believe what happened in this particular match like that kind of stuff i'll totally watch and enjoy but i i am never going to be the guy sitting there watching like the whole thing or a bunch of the matches or anything and i think it's probably because i haven't played fighting games in so long that yeah i'm totally out of the loop as to what's going on like the That's the fair. art of it you know yeah so um although i do one thing i really do like about evo is how much visibility it gives to the gaming community because the more that stuff is shown on ESPN, like you guys are talking about and stuff, the just the more momentum it gains, you know, and the the more it becomes yeah. a mainstream thing, you know, a mainstream spectator sport. Yeah, almost, uh, you know? in fact, I, I want to say fighting games, specifically Street Fighter Four, has made, uh, or actually, no, I'm sorry, not Street Fighter Four. Uh, but fighting games in general have have made ESPN twice in like the last two months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just did for something recently from this weekend. Yeah, from with, Evo yeah. It was uh, wow. is uh, a player called Wushige was playing Guilty Gear uh, Zerd Sign, yeah. which is a super long game. It's how you know it's Japanese because uh, yeah. <laughs> the name <laughs> won't stop. Um, <laughs> and it, it's really funny. I watched. I was watching those matches, and uh, essentially, uh, it's of course you know like all most fighting games, it's uh, three rounds, best mm-hmm. two or three. And he loses the first round. He wins the second round. And then at some point in there, he forgot oh, he yeah. lost the first round and got really <laughs> hyped that he had just won and like started dancing <laughs> on the stage and cheering. And the other guy was like, oh, okay. And he just sat He's there like, and played unopposed <laughs> and won the game. So that poor guy not only gets embarrassed so because he's playing on the stage at the time, but yeah. then it's on Sports Center. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That insane. Like so everyone sad. you know sees it. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. rough. There were some there were some really cool highlight reels from this weekend though too, with some Smash Brothers stuff. And then like the one uh, Killer Instinct one where the guy got his like the Con Raw character down to like one pixel of health and then the Saber Wolf character was trying to zone him out and just staying in the back and blocking everything, waiting for the timer to go out. And the guy ended up beating him just by like slowly chipping away at him, and then finally like <laughs> getting through his bar- like getting through, and like the other guy had a full bar of health, and oh he managed gosh. to like it was yeah. So one of the things are like I don't even I haven't played this Killer Instinct at all, but just watching it, I can see like what's going on. Yeah, and be like wow, that was crazy. So <laughs> to clarify, Adam, you don't watch Evo, but did you mean you don't watch any games at all? Well, I mean, I'll say this: the only time I really watch game footage is if I'm trying to learn how to do something. Huh, so like. Okay. Like, for instance, I'll watch Minecraft, you know, um, 
let's plays to figure out how to build a certain kind of a thing or whatever, you know, certain like to, or to see, you know, a crazy design that I want to like emulate. But aside from that, like, I mean, you're not watching competitive. Yeah. Not competitive stuff. (laughs) Competitive Minecrafting. Competitive (laughs) Minecraft. That would be amazing. I would love to see who can build a tower to the clouds. That's (laughs) 16 by 16 first. Um, But yeah, so yeah, not not as much the competitive. Okay. I guess I'm so not competitive that. See, yeah, that's. I I want to say like especially watching you, it takes me back to my days of sitting on the couch with my with my friends and like really playing competitively. And um, I've never really played at a super high level, but man, it, it's so much fun to watch those like those really high end matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would encourage anyone who's kind of interested if you didn't watch Evo and you're kind of interested in what I'm talking about. Um, Capcom has a channel called Capcom Fighters on YouTube. And you can watch the top eight matches uh, right now. Later on, they'll probably post more matches, but just watch Grand Finals. It's the top uh, top eight players, and it's fantastic. And there's all kinds of cool drama in there. Um, in fact, the very like the very last match of Grand Finals, the the two last guys playing, one of them has a has his arcade stick break right in the middle of a match. Oh, I heard about I, that. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that too. Um, <laughs> lots of great like comeback stories. Um, Lots of heartbreak. It's good stuff. I highly recommend going and checking out Capcom Fighters on YouTube. Now, you say there's a lot of drama. Would you say there's more or less drama than how much drama is in the LBC? Uh, it's probably <laughs> it's probably equal because some okay. of these guys are West Coast players. So okay, <laughs> it's true. And, and even if it's not a scene you're super into, um, the commentators are really good. Uh, I want to say James Chen and Seth Killian were commenting on this, and they're really good about just kind of explaining about what's happening in a match. So even if you're not really like geared into the mechanics of it, you still have a pretty good idea of why things are important when they happen. Yeah. Like really, really great commentary this year. That's awesome. All right. The final topic of the evening, you guys, my own topic. Now I I would like to, (laughs) with much, much ballyhoo. I know. um, I'm so like, I'm on the edge of my seat. What is this topic? (laughs) My own. (laughs) So mysterious. Um, So for people playing games in the nineties, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog was once a big deal. And this is largely thanks to uh, Sega of America, Tom Kalinske, his team who basically took a character that, Sega of Japan created and totally wrote a backstory to him and helped mm-hmm. redesign the character. If you've ever read Console Wars uh, by Blake Harris, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Sonic um, 2 was the first game I was ever like super hyped about coming yeah, out. Yeah, so yeah. and that was the first game that actually had a world ro- a worldwide release date. Mm-hmm. Um Sonic Tuesday they called it. So Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things that like Sonic was a big deal and Basically, um, you know, Sonic has not aged well. Um, Sega, of, nope. <laughs> Sega of Japan recently announced that it's charting a new course, uh, focusing on quality over quantity with their games. Sounds um, like a Nintendo line. Yeah. So <laughs> my question is, um, is there any saving an IP after it has been thoroughly run into the ground? So in this case, guys, you are running Sega of America. You're Tom Kalinske. You can do anything you want with Sonic at this point. Um, what would you do to revitalize the franchise? Wow, it's, I could, it's tough. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, it's, it's one thing to get past like, oh, okay, we made we made like two or three really bad games, right? But like, we're talking like 
10 years of bad games. We're talking more than 10 years of bad games at this point. 15 years. Yeah, yeah so here's a little history. Um, hey, there's I, a few good ones in there. Decent yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Sonic like, Generations. <laughs> Sonic Generations was pretty good. Most, that, yeah, that's, that's the best-selling one in recent memory. Um, so the Colors best, was playable. <laughs> yeah, the best-selling games in the franchise as of, I think this, these numbers are out as of like 2011, 2012. Sonic 1, um, 15 million. Sonic 2, 6 million. And after that, the series could regularly sell about one to two million units, but never at the height of those first couple of games again. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have uh, Sonic Boom, which <laughs> is it's it's basically a TV show for the kids. And, then and that was a failure too, right? Yeah. No, the, the TV show actually is doing TV, pretty well. Yeah, different story. Oh. Um, but the Wii U 3DS game of the same name. Um, was, was awful. Was really bad and sold yeah. less than half a million copies. So I, it's oh the, my I, I don't get it. They no. made his legs longer and gave him a scarf. Uh, what are they missing? <laughs> I mean, what are they missing? Attitude? No, he's got that. Um, he's got to go fast. He's got plenty of tude, you guys. Can he really move though? Oh no, he can't really move. <laughs> so I mean, he's that's got the an attitude. for a context. Sonic. That's the worst selling Sonic game ever. That's amazing. And so, and there are 20 plus games in the series, not counting like the Mario tie in Olympics games that actually sell pretty well because Mario's in them. Um, <laughs> but they've done, they've done 2D Sonic games. They've done 3D Sonic <laughs> games. They've done kart racers. Like what? I mean, I the, heard the, I heard the racing game was actually kind of good too. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. The kart racer is supposed to be okay. Was he um, driving a car though? Sonic? Yeah. yeah I know. That's the thing. So like Sonic never quite had that, quote mario 64 moment you know what i mean like yeah it like he he was successful in the 2d and then he's had kind of this string of 3d or hybrid 3d 2d kind of games but never has it amounted to like a mega hit in 3d for sonic you know like yeah, where, that's true where he yeah. transfers to the next generation or he transfer you know like make him relevant again to a new generation and i could tell like they're actually sega actually is taking a page out of the tom kalinsky book right now with the cartoon because that's how how he got sonic to be such a big yep. deal in the 90s which was the mm-hmm. cartoon oh yeah um and so it's really smart of them to get the kids on board but they have to make a good game to go with yeah. it <laughs> like, yeah so here let me give you a little example of uh of sonic failing to reach the next generation so i own sonic generations mm-hmm. it's pretty good the first couple levels are are really fun because they're like there's it's a remake of an old level and then they do like a modern version of it. Yeah, um, we own that game too. Yeah, it's good times. It was pretty fun. Um but my niece and nephew would always want to play it, but they could never beat a single level. Like yeah. they couldn't they couldn't get past anything. They didn't and I mean these are these are kids that play games all the time and they could not even beat one of the levels. Yeah. So so I think something about the Sonic uh template it might be too challenging and that might be one of the problems, but then when they make it easy, it's bad too. So I don't, I don't really Did know. you make yeah, sure to tell your niece and nephew that they are terrible at video games? <laughs> no, I did not tell <laughs> them that. Brother knows, isn't it? <laughs> Cause they are not terrible at video games. They just mm-hmm. couldn't ever beat Sonic. So. Yeah. I think like the 3d uh, doesn't really translate with the gotta go fast kind of stuff that worked in the 2d as well. Mm-hmm. There's just from the stuff that I've played at least, but at the same time, like, uh, I don't think it really matters. Like with Sonic, all it really needs is just make a good game and then like make a game that's fun and good and like we'll play it. Like it's not anything like I won't play a good game because it's Sonic. At this right. Point. Yeah. I, I think an important thing is don't be afraid to delay a game if it's not good yet. 
Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the problems. Sega, they make these games and then they just release them and they're terrible. Like, yeah. they, they have to know that they're terrible yeah, before they was, release them. The president of uh, SOJ was saying in that same interview with, uh, I think it was with Famitsu, basically saying that in the West, in Europe and America, typically the focus has been like release schedules. And yeah, that's kind of crazy and, and an amazing thing to actually admit to the press that like basically, you know, if the date came that it was supposed to come out, we just shipped it, you know, yes. <laughs> like, so like, it doesn't matter. Like we didn't care if the game was like done or good yeah. or fun. It's like Batman Arkham on the PC too. It seemed like oh, that. Gosh. Yeah. Let's take it back to Batman. <laughs> yeah. And everything comes back to Batman. We haven't talked about Batman nearly enough. Yeah. Yet. I was feeling Jones in for a little Batman. Conversation <laughs> yeah. So, so you, Eric, you think that the plan to just focus on quality would maybe do the trick? Yeah, I mean, I have no qualms about picking up, like, a Sonic game. Like, I wouldn't immediately do it from, like, a trailer or seeing, like, the box art or anything. But mm-hmm. if it was, like, re- being reviewed, like, Metacritic, like, above an 80, I'd be like, okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, like, that now, cool. do, you think I think, like, do you think their best bet is, like, a 2D, a 3D, like, what do you I, think? I'm a 2D purist, so I would probably say 2D, okay. but... I think he works better in 2D, yeah. I say uh, Sonic RPG... In the venue of Mario RPG, <laughs> yeah. boom, nailed it. <laughs> okay, so wow. I, what do you guys think? Because I have a couple really weird ideas. <laughs> so I kind of feel like this is really, really difficult because they've never given Sonic a break. Like, they're just yeah. constantly releasing a Sonic game. I feel, like, and this is not in my opinion, I feel like they're all kind of bad. Uh, they go from yeah. like being like playable but not great in any way to just being bad games. Uh, and I, yeah. I feel like even if you go back to the original ones, yeah, like you say, Sonic 1 sold 15 million, but they packed the game in with a console. So those numbers are super inflated because everyone who bought a Genesis got Sonic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And yeah, we probably all like, we all liked it at the time because you know, we didn't know any better. But you go back, you can play those original like Mario 1, Mario 2, uh, Mario 3, Super Mario World. All those games still hold up. They're still great games. And all those Sonic games is like, oh, well... I don't know, man. I still like playing those games. I, I go back and regularly replay uh, one, see, I two, can't, and three. Every time I try to play them, I, I remember like, oh, that's right. You hit a bouncer and this game goes on autopilot for the next five minutes until I have to stop. <laughs> yeah. I jump over spikes, hit the next bouncer, and the game's on autopilot again. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I think it's cool. And I, personally, I think two things. Or, or were you done, Mike? I'm sorry. I think I might have just jumped no, 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 in. You over, feel free to jump in there. I have more, but okay. feel free. So one, I think Sonic works better in 2D, like mm-hmm. uh, like those games. I'm sure there's a way they could do some sort of hybrid where sometimes it became 3D and it would probably work, but that would be like the exception, not the rule. Not like 100% 3D, but like maybe just sections here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, like Generations actually did that sometimes. Um, but also, they need to stop trying to put a story in there. Um, and I think Mario learned the same lesson. Like the less story there is, the better the game is usually like, I don't know. Tom Kalinske would disagree with you. He sure he, would. He would say that it's the story, even if it's a bare bones story, but some well, yeah, but, kind of story, some kind of motivation makes you care about that character. But look at those old Sonic games. Like the, the story is Sonic flies in on a plane and then he's in the level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, but there was gems. always got to get the, but there was gems. a story on the back of the game. Like, yeah, could, but there it wasn't, wasn't a lot of storytelling in, in those That's games. That's the problem. Well, I, yeah. I think in even the, the world itself is a problem in Sonic. Like, if you look at the Mario games, like, sure, there's not really a story, but there's characters besides Mario. Like, in I guarantee right now, off the top of your head, David, you could probably name me, like, five characters in a Mario game that are not Mario. Mm-hmm. Can you do that in a Sonic game? Let's see. Tails, Robotnik, or Eggman now. Um, Knuckles. Knuckles. 
Um, oh, that pink girl? I don't know her name. <laughs> uh, Chuckles? I think Chuckles. <laughs> Chuckles? And Buckles. <laughs> there you go. Um, Bimmy and Jimmy. <laughs> See? But I, I think that's part of it is like Sonic kind of exists in this world that you don't care about. Like at all. Yeah, they. I mean, with a Mario game, it's like, okay, there's like, there's, there's Princess Peach, there's Luigi, there's Toad, there's Lakitu. Mario. Like, even like these minor characters, Lakitu, like the little floaty cloud guy that <laughs> holds up the signs, you know his name because he's iconic. Yeah, the camera. Um, <laughs> or the stop and go sign. Like, there's, there's kind of a universe there that's like charming and you kind of care about it. Uh, yeah. Whereas, like, Sonic, I feel like who cares about the Sonic world at all? They I cared about it when I was a kid, though. Yeah, I remember. I yeah, cared all those about little saving animals. those animals. They yeah. got turned bad, and now you got to save them. <laughs> and the new games, I don't think they have any element of that, do they? Not that I can remember, um, anyway. So I'm going to go the total opposite way on on that one, uh, David. One of my ideas is basically to go completely ridiculously serious. <laughs> so yeah, I think it would be so entertaining. I would totally play the telltale version of Sonic the Hedgehog. No where it's like super hard, like, uh, tales will remember this. Yeah. yeah like so dramatic, like Sonic's like smoking a stove and there's like a murder that just happened, you know, <laughs> and it's like knuckles got what was coming to him, you know? <laughs> and then like, I think I would love, I would totally play that. And then on the other side, I was, thinking okay if they just made a really good uh 2d sonic game i'd probably be on board for that like make it really pretty like mighty number nine or something like and just make a really fast fun sonic game with like good boss fights and i'm i'd be in for that like even if you don't sell it as like a 60 dollar retail game make make it 30 bucks i'll I'll download that thing here's here's kind of the problem with that at least in my opinion all of those games like mighty number nine and shovel knight these games that are 2d they have this great focus on gameplay, which I think is obviously sorely lacking in Sonic games. But the whole Sonic game is like built on like you're supposed to be going really fast. Mm-hmm. So how do you accomplish that? But then get like this my number nine kind of gameplay that's like compelling and interesting without just running past everything. Well, because it's it's not all fast though. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah you it, build it up has momentum. To come in sections. It yeah, has you, to, there have to be sections where you go fast and then sections where you slow down. Yeah, because there. I mean, if you remember, Sonic had like secrets and like there's all kinds of like you know little stuff that you would do. You know, like there's a little, little box up in the sky that has a shield in it and stuff, and then you can get yeah, across the those- spikes. What those original Sonic games did so well is the way he accelerated, you could actually, you could like wander around at a pretty normal speed, but then what the longer you ran, the faster you went. So, so I, you know, I would find all the secrets and stuff in, in the original Sonic games and that wasn't a problem. And then I would run fast sometimes too. And and if you run fast, you missed stuff. Yeah. So you can run fast or you can go slower. And, and that was what I think made those games fun is um you could play it kind of how you wanted to in the in you know in the moment. Yeah, so. I think I mean and I think it's really smart that they're having like I said like the the kids show but like they just have to make good games. And um yeah. I think one other thing they could do like and you touched on it Eric like why is Sonic in a cart uh, in a go-kart yeah. when he could run <laughs> like he could probably run twice that fast. I yeah. think they need to make a Sonic like foot race game where oh, you where there's really like fun. You know, like, and basically, you know, make it kind of like, uh, like a Mario Kart 
type thing, but like off road, and you're jumping through yeah. like secret, uh, secret passageways, and the, maybe there's be some... like F Zero style, like kind of a track that kind oh, of winds man. around and stuff. Yeah, this like fun. I think that would be really cool. Like, uh, and you could have like battling and stuff on the course as well. But yeah, make it a foot race. Make it make sense. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Those are some of my wacky ideas because I'd like to see Sonic uh, succeed after all these years. I know he's been trashed. He's been he's been dumped on. He's been put into some crappy games. Yeah. So I think all it takes is one though. He was in Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I mean, Sega has kept that character alive basically solely on their relationship with Nintendo at this point. (laughs) So true. Which is who would have thought in the nineties? I never would have thought that like Sonic and Mario would be in a game together at peace and not not like warring each other. Sonic and Mario are super best friends. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Sonic is a hejiogu. Gosh! Wow, <laughs> that's how it's said in Japan. Did uh, Fujinaka get in here really? Quick? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the character that's in Japan. So uh, apparently, Fujinaka is the creator of of Sonic, by the way. Oh my! Yeah, but yeah, but Soniku, he was uh, initially he had like a, a big bosomed girlfriend and uh, vampire mm-hmm. fangs the whole nine yards. Yeah, a guitar <laughs> and a guitar. Maybe yeah. you should bring that character back. <laughs> I actually would totally play that game. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, that's it for my topic. I just wanted to see... Or Mike, did you have anything else that you wanted to say about Sonic and uh, how bad he is? Yeah, it should go away forever, and there's no... There's no need to provide that IP. Sega should find a new IP to... A completely brand new IP to work with. Uh, by the way, I got I got the creator's name wrong. I just looked it up real quick. Yuji Naka. Yeah, Yuji Naka. Naka. That sounds familiar. Sorry. That sounds better. <laughs> Sorry yeah. about that. All right. So, Sega, those are some free tips. You can use them if you want. Just put me in the credits or whatever. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> just make a good game. That'd be interesting. Just let me be the voice of Sonic. <laughs> all I want <laughs> is to voice Sonic like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's all. Okay? <laughs> I would also play that game, too. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tails. We gotta get out of here. Run super fast. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep up with me. <laughs> oh man, Spin my arm has gone way downhill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. End of the show. Plugs for men. Wow. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're there. We're at the end of the we show. We made it. We made it at long <laughs> yeah. last. Uh, help support Despite the show. Despite Mike's uh, fear that we would never get here <laughs> earlier in the show. <laughs> help support the show for $0 by signing up for a free audiobook on audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. If you like the show, leave us an iTunes review. That would help us out. Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. SBFVGS podcast, Barry White, B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. That's me. Taco Douglas is Mike. David J. Tate is David J. Tate. And <laughs> Eric is Sibhod, sinister icy black hand of death. You that had to be different. <laughs> um, we are the same on PSN, except for Mike, who is Taco <laughs> underscore Douglas, and Eric, who is Kiwakai. That's right. Again, different. Just how it sounds. Mm -hmm. Just spelled just how it sounds. Yeah, Yeah, good luck. Good luck figuring that out. Is that a booty hoop reference, Eric? Oh, it's a booty hoop reference. (laughs) Yes. I actually tried to find the uh, booty hoop tracks again recently. I don't know if you have them because you need to send them to me. I think I do have them somewhere. I'll send them to you. Um, booty hoop is a that's a deep cut right there from Nash, yeah. Nash, Nashville yeah. people. If anyone knows what that is out there, I will be super impressed. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash SBFVGS or follow the blog at sbfvgspodcast.wordpress.com. Thank you again for Eric. To Eric yes. for being on the show. <laughs> thank you for Eric. Thank Are you, you praying? Thank you, for, God, thank you for Eric. Thank you, the Lord, for Eric. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for Eric, Lord, um, <laughs> for being on the show with us tonight. Uh, yeah, thanks for yeah. being on. Good times. You're welcome. Yes. And that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Episode 22. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more competitive multiplayer talking on gaming. (laughs) (laughs) Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Go eat some hotcakes. Hotcakes. You don't hold the candle to me, Batman.